walked away from studying that book thinking, wow, I wonder how many other major truths I'm missing because a certain passage or scripture makes me feel uncomfortable. Hey friend, you're listening to Wandering Wild. We hope this podcast is an honest and encouraging resource in your walk with the Lord. Join us as we have real conversations about our time spent in His presence. Welcome to the wilderness. Hello, fellow wanderers. This is Amelia Zobrist. I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. This episode is going to be just a little bit different than most. I don't have any guests with me today, but I thought it could be super fun to share with you the heart of Wandering Wild and a little bit about my journey so far. A little over a year ago, my friend Julie and I embarked on this 21-day fast of sorts. We called it 21 Days in the Wilderness. Up until that point, we had been so starved for the presence of God that we both felt so strongly that we needed to turn down the noise in our lives so that we could hear from the Lord and experience the presence of God. I don't know about you, but so many things in life are just noisy. Social media, honestly, even text messages and busy schedules. It's just a lot of noise. And I found myself in the fall of 2019 feeling just overwhelmed by the noise with several conversations with my friend and her feeling very similarly, we decided that on January 1st, we were going to clear our calendars, turn off our phones, and start our wilderness. So the night before we started, New Year's Eve, my husband and I decided that we wouldn't stay up late that year. We wanted to be as prepared as possible for the wilderness experience. I remember waking up on January 1st so hopeful and expectant. I knew that God was going to meet me over those 21 days. I still have the journal that I kept at that time, and I look through it so often. I look through it so I can recall all that the Lord spoke to me over those 21 days. It was incredible. My spirit for those 21 days was on fire for the Lord, and He had so many loving things to say to me through that time. One of the first days in the wilderness, I opened up my Bible to Song of Songs. I had read several commentaries that suggested reading it in one sitting before devoting time to study it. Several of them even suggested that the heart of this book was all about Jesus and His love for His bride, the church. I had never understood Song of Songs before and decided maybe this was a book worth reading. In the beginning of my 21 days in the wilderness, I spent so much time in that book. On January 1st, I put headphones in my ears, I got my Bible out, and I read it from beginning to end just in tears at how beautiful of a book it was and how amazing it was to have the perspective that this was Jesus Christ and His love for me. There were so many verses that spoke to me, verses like 3-1 that said, I sought Him whom my soul loves, or verses like 4-1 that felt like Jesus' response to me, Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Other verses that spoke to me, 6-3 that says, I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. 
At the end of this book, though, the most powerful verses that I encountered, chapter 8, verse 5, who is that coming up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? Verses 6 and 7, set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death, jealousy is fierce as the grave. Its flashes are flashes of fire, the very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown it. If a man offered for love all the wealth of his house, he would be utterly despised. These verses felt like such a personal message to me of my time in the wilderness that I would be coming out from this wilderness holding on to Jesus, my Savior. In all of my history with this book, it always made me uncomfortable. I hate to say that, but it's totally true. This book was the um, intimate book. Am I right? I walked away from studying that book thinking, wow, I wonder how many other major truths I'm missing because a certain passage or scripture makes me feel uncomfortable. Through that season, I started to feel this passion rise inside of me. I needed to encourage other believers to read even the most uncomfortable portions of Scripture, to engage with it, to think critically about Scripture, and ultimately ask the Spirit to guide us through it. Now, when I say think critically, those words probably rub you the wrong way. They did me at first. But what I mean is not to be judgmental or harsh with a word, but I mean to work to establish a foundation of self-discipline where it's not someone else's thoughts being learned, but each of us alone with the Father, reading about Him, His story, and His Word, engaging with it, and allowing Him to transform the way we think about who He is and how he interacts with us as a result. Man, this was such a pivotal time for me where I realized that so many Bible studies that we do are someone else telling us how to feel about the Word of God. And in some seasons of life, that makes sense. But we as God's children should know how to sit at his feet and hear his Word and that be enough. We don't need someone to sit and explain it to us every second of the way. But when we sit in His presence, us and Him, He really is ours. And His Spirit is more than enough to help us to understand. Now, hear me clearly. I think that Bible study together is wonderful. The Word says, where two or more are gathered in my name, I am there. There are people who are wiser than I, who teach the Word of God, and I am so grateful for that. I am so grateful for other people's perspective. What I feel called to encourage others to do is to spend time in His presence daily outside of church, outside of Bible study, with Him and His Word. This passion just continued to grow in me until several weeks out of the wilderness when 
all of a sudden, I just knew God was calling me to be a cheerleader to other women, to encourage you, my friend, to make time for the Word and grow closer to God every single day. I know God wants you to know Him personally. All that takes is just a little bit of intentionality. I'm not saying it has to be this crazy, planned out, five hours a day kind of situation. I'm saying that at the heart of it, do you spend time with God every day? Not just learning about Him, not just listening to someone else tell you about Him, but actually sitting in His presence and asking Him to speak to you through His Word. I know He longs to do this in your life. Now, before you think I went to the wilderness last year for 21 days and now my life is perfect, I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news is I'm still human. I still struggle. I struggle to make it all fit. Ask any of my closest friends and they will all tell you I am a major offender when it comes to overscheduling my life. I have five kids, five and under. I'm married, own this company, work part-time and do marketing for another company. I've been a photographer for the last seven years. I do not get this thing right by any stretch of the imagination. But the good news is that I have seen God transform my own quiet time. And I know that He can and longs to do that for you. I'm not saying that this is going to be easy. Actually, there is a very real enemy who would love nothing more than to sabotage your every effort to be in God's Word daily, whether it's the pile of dishes that's staring you in the face, or the phone call that interrupts you, or maybe sometimes you, like me, have set your alarm at 5 a.m. and your kids still get up that early. I know that life happens, and it can be really hard to make that discipline a daily habit. And if the enemy can't just sabotage your every effort to be in God's Word, he's going to try to discourage you with what you're reading, or maybe distract you from even knowing you've missed out on this time at all. Can I say, I truly believe there's a reason you're here, that you're listening to this podcast on this day, and I'm seeing this thing to study God's Word. And more than that, be in His presence. That's how we know Him. So let me be the friend who lovingly says to you, this is really hard, but man, it's worth it. Still feel discouraged? How about I clarify a couple of things? The goal is not quantity. It's not even just getting it done and checking it off of your list. The goal is sit down today and spend time in His presence. The absolute best way that we can do that is to read the book that's all about Him. But sometimes that's hard. So maybe instead... You need to take some time today to just worship Him. Put on some worship music or get out an instrument or dance around in your kitchen with no music and sing to Him. Maybe it means 
just sitting and praying and speaking to him. Or how about this one? Sitting in silence and asking him to speak directly to you. Maybe you're the kind of person who does sit down to read the word every day, but it's not easy to read a whole section of scripture. So maybe today's daily provision looks like reading one verse and writing your thoughts about it. Let me tell you a little story. So a few weeks ago, I came to the realization that my quiet time wasn't feeling very powerful. I had sat for 45 minutes that morning before starting to get ready for my day. I had read a full chapter. I wrote down some notes, the whole thing. But as I walked away, I thought, you know what? That was not sitting in God's presence. That was completing a task so I could move on to the next thing. I started to think through what I had done differently, and all I could come up with was my heart, my priorities, and my perspective of this daily habit had shifted. I didn't sit down and give my time to the Lord asking Him how I could know Him deeper. I sat down thinking I was going to make myself better rather than be transformed by knowing Him. It was such a convicting experience. Since then, I've been able to sit down for my quiet time every day and carefully evaluate the state of my heart and remind myself of why I'm here. I'm here to spend time with Him and to know Him better. That single experience taught me so much about my own character and my own inability to show up perfect every time. It made me realize that's so far from what this is about. Spending time in His Word, it feels like something that we must do to be a good Christian. But really, the heart of it is not something we must do to be good. It's just getting to know who He is and spending that quality time with Him. Whatever it looks like for you in this season of life, the point is not for it to look like someone else's quiet time. It's not to be on the exact same page as someone else. The point is, are you and God on the same page? Again, I'm not saying don't do Bible study with other people. I think that's so important, and I think that we can build habits and disciplines out of that. And it's beautiful. There are very few things that motivate me and my major type one personality than being accountable to other people. But I also know that not every person is like me. Sometimes people experience God in different ways. Again, the point is this. Are you in the presence of God? Is that a regular habit for you? Man, I am just so incredibly thankful that I've had a small part to play in encouraging you lately. I do not take that space for granted, and I'm so thankful that you've given it to me. I pray that as you grow in your walk with the Lord, you would encounter His presence so strongly that someday you can look back on this season of life and say, wow, God, you were working even then. Would you mind if I prayed over you? Dear Lord, thank you for your son. Thank you for the cross. 
Thank you that Christ has made a way for us to be in your presence. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit inside our very being to guide us and give us the ability to be close to you. Would you bless the sisters in Christ that are listening today? I pray right now over any who are discouraged in their time in the Word. Would you put your power into their quiet time? Would you show them a glimpse of who you are? Would you remind them of how loved they are? Would you remind all of us that you love us because of your Son and not because of what we could ever do for you? God, we are your children, and we are so glad to be. We ask that you would gently remind us that we can't live one single day without you. Thank you for who you are and all you've done. We praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. much for listening today. We've got so many beautiful guests coming up on our podcast, and we just can't wait for you to hear how they've experienced the very presence of God in the midst of their circumstances. Don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a single episode. See you next time.